Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Today's podcast is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals, the company on a mission to reinvent your medicine cabinet by creating clean and natural remedies that actually work. I started using Beekeepers Naturals a couple years ago after hearing about them on a podcast. And I just loved how effective they worked. They're clean, non-toxic, and natural ingredients. The company's obsessive research and their pesticide testing, as well as their mission to support the pollinators. I just started using their propolis spray and I absolutely love it. The throat spray is really your daily dose of defense when it comes to naturally supporting your immune system and soothing a scratchy throat. With just three simple ingredients, this spray is powered by sustainably sourced bee propolis, an incredible germ fighter that contains over 300 beneficial compounds. It's exactly what your body needs when you, during cold and flu season. And I just love this spray. I use it every morning. It's super easy to use. I just spray it like right in my mouth and off I go and it tastes good. And um, I love how they do all this research and testing and their remedies are so clean and effective. Another product we love is the Bee Chill Honey. We all get stressed out, right? But a dose of the bee chill can help take the edge off. It's great at bedtime. You can put a spoonful of it in your tea to help you toss and turn less. I've actually been doing that most nights. I've been putting a little scoop in my tea and mixing it up and it tastes so good and it's so calming. And it just, I love um, having that at the end of the night to just kind of relax me before I go to bed. And a couple other of their honey products are so great. You can buy the Bee Chill in travel size sticks. And so I recently went on a trip and brought it with me. I used it in my tea. I use it uh, in my plain yogurt. And I just have to add that their superfood cacao honey is delicious. I make these chocolate protein balls with it and they're so good. I actually just made them last night. Now that we're going into winter, it's a great time to upgrade your, upgrade your medicine cabinet and stock it with immune-supporting products. To save 15% off on your first order, go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash artoflivingwell. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash A-R-T O-F-L-I-V-I-N-G-W-E-L-L to save 15% off. Simply enter the code Art of Living Well at checkout and shop now for 15% off our favorite immune supporting products that your whole family will love. Hi, before we jump right into today's conversation, we wanted to share a couple of important updates. We are starting our own Art of Living Well book club. 
And we would love for you to join us in reading the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read by Andrew Cap, who was on episode number 45 of our podcast. And we'll be hosting a discussion on the book on November 12th at 1130 Central Time. And you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for this free event. And then the next update is an exciting program that we just developed. It's a 30-day Thrive During the Holiday Season program, and it's going to run from November 16th to December 13th. And it's going to be all about staying festive, fun, and feeling fabulous during this holiday season, which I know is going to look and feel very different than it has in years past. But it'll be a private community where you will receive mindset tips, recipes, weekly lives, and so much more with a group of other like-minded people. And we would absolutely love to have you join us. And you can head on over to the link in the show notes and, of course, message us or reach out with any questions. And then finally, we would love for you to rate and review this podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please head over to Apple Podcast and give the Art of Living Well podcast a rating and review. Doing so really helps our podcast get found in searches so that more people can benefit from the information and all of the interviews that we share. And of course, if you're enjoying an episode, please feel free to share it with anyone you think may benefit from the information and tag us on social media. And now let's jump right into today's conversation. Hello, and welcome to episode 51 of the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so honored and excited to bring you today's guest, Jess Rosenberg, a product designer, yoga instructor, and mind-body educator. Jess is a nationally recognized mind-body educator and leader in the wellness community. In her more than 32 years of experience, she's helped countless students live more inspired, stress-free lives. Beyond teaching, she brings mindfulness, breathwork, and yoga practices to senior care centers, public schools, and undeserved populations. She is the creator of the award-winning health and wellness app for kids, Super Stretch Yoga, and she has been recognized in numerous national and international publications, including the Essential Guide to Yoga and Yoga Journal. In today's conversation, we talk a lot about resiliency. We also learn that Jess likes to teach classes that are mindfulness practices wrapped up in um, a challenging vinyasa flow. So with that, when you walk off the mat, you feel refreshed, renewed, and rebalanced in the mind, body, and spirit. She says it's kind of like having an oxygen cocktail. I couldn't agree more. Um, you flip the switch, you tune into your essence on the mat. And she also says if you're new to yoga, just dive in and try it, and you'll really enjoy the amazing experiences that yoga has to offer. There's no right or wrong type, so whatever resonates with you is wonderful. Yoga is really an art and a science of the body and the mind connection. It challenges the body, focuses the mind, the philosophical principles encourage growth, and it has such a wonderful meditative aspect. Um, And Jess really talks about all of this with us and talks about how it's an incredible holistic approach to living. So without further ado, welcome, Jessica. Jessica, we go a long way back. I think the first time I met you, you were actually dating my brother. 
And I remember you made me a pair of earrings for my birthday from one of your art classes. You probably don't even remember this, but I absolutely loved them. And I thought you were like so cool. Um, and then our parents became the best of friends and our lives really have intersected quite a bit um, throughout time. And then I went to the yoga teacher training and you were one of the teachers and mentors of the program. And I loved your way of teaching and um, I've always thought your classes were really intense, but it was like a very good intensity. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. And I always kind of left with this yoga high, which I like to call and love. And um, anyway, I'm super excited you're here today. And I can't wait to share with our audience all the things that you're currently up to. So can you start out by telling us a little bit about how you got into yoga? I know you initially went to school for design and how your course kind or your path changed and how your journey brought you to where you are today. Thanks for that awesome intro. It's amazing to be on the show with the two of you. I'm really honored and humbled that I get this opportunity to talk to you both and also your community, your virtual community. Uh, I am a person who has uh, very curious and I've always lived with that childlike wonderment. And uh, I fell in love with yoga the same way that I fell in love with uh, design, like in high school when we met. Um, um, by trade, as a product designer, I help people to be resilient and thrive. And as a yoga teacher, I hope I do that same thing to help people to be resilient and thrive. And that's what drew me to the practice itself. Uh, Yoga was something that I found actually around the time that I probably made those earrings for you. <laughs> and I found a cool book in a bookstore. I started doing the practices at home. And what I realized is that it helped me to create connections from disconnections. And I was pouring myself oxygen cocktails and I was feeling really good from not only the philosophy that I was reading, but also the way that the um, physical and um, emotional benefits started to affect my life. So then I took that uh, resiliency skills and I took the tools that I had learned uh, from yoga on how to thrive and I started to use that in my daily life, in my interactions with others whether it was teaching design uh, or working as a designer in the industry or working as a yoga instructor and educator. Let's talk a little bit more maybe about resiliency. You mentioned this a yeah. couple times just yeah. now. You know, why, why do you believe it's so important? Obviously kind of piggybacking off of your own personal experiences and how do you teach people to thrive by being more resilient in what you uh, do? So our lives are extremely busy, and um, which means our minds are extremely busy. And in turn, uh, we need tools to help us to stop being like restless wind, just kind of going all about. And we need po positive tools to help one to create balance. And I believe that that's what uh, 
the art and science of the body-mind connection of yoga helps someone do. It helps us to uh, thrive because it teaches us how to be resilient. And resiliency is um, habitual. It's a daily practice. And that's um, something that is a learned skill. So what does that look like as a daily practice? Um, breath work practices um, where you tap into your prana to give yourself courage. Uh, and that literally helps to settle your nerves. And I think that as humans, we're just a bundle of nerves. And the tools that yoga offers us helps to shake out the yuck and to settle into our true natures. Um, and then after breathwork practices, uh, daily practice would be movement, right? And mindful movement doesn't have to be like a whole Ashtanga sequence, right? Mindful movement could be um, smiling at someone and getting those positive endorphins. Mindful movement could be cooking your favorite meal because that becomes uh almost like you're composing a symphony and you're moving and finding ways to settle into yourself um uh mindful movement could also be taking a walk in nature and giving yourself time to just pay attention and listen i love that that you just said it and it's funny because when i when you started talking about mindful movement i was like oh is she thinking just yoga and so i love that you extrapolated that into a wide variety of um, activities and not just movement. I mean, most people wouldn't necessarily consider smiling or cooking to be movement. So I love that you incorporated all of that. But I love too the how you said just taking a walk in nature. And that's something that Marnie and I talk a lot about and just really listening mm. to what's around you. And mm -hmm. I have to say, just to share one example, this morning I went on a bike ride and I wasn't, I wasn't listening to a podcast, which is what I normally do, or an audible book. Um, or distracted by my phone or a text message that came in last night. And I literally had nothing else except my thoughts and listening to the birds chirping and watching the ducks and other animals that I saw. And there, it was just, ama it was amazing. It truly was. It makes me want to like leave my phone at home sometimes when I go on a walk because yeah. that really is the only way we can, you know, truly disconnect and just, like you said, like shake out the yuck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yoga is a sensory integration practice. So any kind of somatic practice, whether it's riding a bike or uh, like you just did or taking a walk, that sensory integration practice helps you to get into your own natural rhythms in your heart. Mm -hmm. um, and in the yoga texts, like I'm a, I really like the, um, the philosophy and the kind of like the stories behind the why. And in the yogic text, um, they talk about like, the practice allows you to come out of the darkness and into the light. And when within your heart, you carry a portable paradise. But with the busyness of the day, or if your mind is like a restless wind, or there's tons of chaos going on, or there's uncertainty like there is in the world right now, and everybody is resetting themselves personally and culturally, you need these positive tools to help you to reframe or else you're going to like go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And the you're people that lose. aren't using those tools do go cuckoo. <laughs> like, yeah. You right? see it. I know. And you can see it. And so mm -hmm. I just, 
really think that when we tap into that portable paradise, when we get rid of the darkness um, of the thinking that makes us ruminate and negativize life, then we can really, like you said on your bike ride, listen and hear and see because there's magic all around us and we're alchemists, but we don't give ourselves time to tap into the alchemy of life. We just push through, mm -hmm. which in turn produces cortisol and stresses us out and makes us unhappy. And the whole goal of the disciplined practice of yoga, right? Whatever yoga means to you, because there is no right way offers emotional and uh, physical well-being so that you can be your best self. Well, and it's so interesting that you said that because I think it really took me years to understand that yoga isn't necessarily a physical practice. There's so mm -hmm. much more to it than that. Yeah, yeah. That's just a small piece of it, right? <laughs> yeah, and in the Yoga Sutras, uh, this ancient text that's over 25 a uh, hundred years ago, um, they only really talk about movement practices six times. Right. Really 196 beautiful aphorisms or like little nuggets of sentences, stories, they're almost like poems that teach you right living. And that's mm -hmm. why I love the title of your podcast, The Art of Living Well. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so um, changing gears a little bit, can we talk about super stretch and, sure. you know, can you tell us what it is? How did you create the program? How's it going? Um, yeah. Why don't you start out with that? Uh, super stretch is this fun uh, program that I created that teaches kids to take a deep breath, calm their minds and build positive energy for the rest of their day. And um, breathe, stretch, and play is one of the taglines. And another one of the taglines is balance is your superpower. Um, I really didn't create anything new. I love anime. I love to draw. I love to be a storyteller. And so I took my love of yoga and my uh, passion for design and I integrated them together to uh, share the ancient wisdom of yoga in a fun, playful way. And so literally um, the same way that I would teach a vinyasa class to an adult, I teach breathe, stretch, and play to help um, to uh, create uh, positive calming tools to help kids release stress and anxiety so that they can be happy and healthy. And if you I believe if you implant these tools in kids when they're really young, because I've been doing this now since about 2001, I believe they're tools that um, can help them soar through life. And then they're superhumans. And they can use these superpowers and pull out one of their tricks, whether it's a breath work or a movement thing that helps them to be a better human and offer kindness to everyone that they come in contact with. Oh, I love this. It's, I wish <laughs> I would have known about this when my kids were younger, but you know, I downloaded yeah. the app and I, you know, I still have Thank one you. that's in elementary school and, maybe, and he yeah. likes to play along with whatever I come up with. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
can you share, I mean, I'm sure you have so many examples of how the kids that you've worked with and just the positive change that you've seen as, they, as they've used this, you know, these various techniques, right? The breathe, mm -hmm. stretch, and mm -hmm. play. Mm -hmm. Maybe share a little uh, bit of that with people. Sure. So I have two really fun ones. Um, I have a one boy who started when he was two and now he's about nine, 10 years old. He'll send me pictures of himself doing yoga and, um, or send pictures of himself doing meditation. And he's like the old soul of the house, his parents say, <laughs> you know, someone that I never was friends with, what, but we've made a rapport because he's contacted me. They don't even live in this state. Um, so that's interesting just to like uh, hear stories or experiences or um, I used to go into schools where it was the last step before a kid would go into jail, you know, so it was a school uh, for juvenile delinquents and it was giving them a chance so that they could um, turn around um, uh, and not be put in an institution. Um, and uh, they still got to live at home and then they were just uh, bused to the school. And one of the girls came up to me and they said, you're not gonna believe what effing happened to me <laughs> this weekend. I was in jail and this girl was freaking out. And so I turned to her and I said, we are going to take some breaths. And then she became the teacher and was using the tools that I taught her in class and um, taught it to this girl in jail. And they both calmed down and they were completely fine and no one got in trouble with the guards. Wow. <laughs> so that was wow. a really wild story to hear. Um, I get these really cute emails from Insight Timer, which is a platform that is a great meditation platform that I've been on. And Super Stretch gets emails from kids saying, I was really anxious. Obviously, it's the mom typing it or the dad typing it or the grandparent. And they're like, I was really anxious and um, I tried this meditation and I felt better the whole day. Or I got one like, I didn't want to go into dance class, so I listened to this with my mom in the car. And I've gotten some from grandparents saying, um, you know, I was trying to find a way to connect with my kid. And um, we listened to this meditation or we did this um, class on YouTube. And we had so much fun playing together. And it was a whole new thing that we can incorporate into our lifestyle. And then the final thing I'll say is like, someone got caught in a snowstorm with the app <laughs> and they turned on the app. And this is like a 75 year old person. And then they emailed and they said, oh my gosh, I couldn't make it to yoga because there was a snowstorm, but I did the class and that was hard. And all it is, is these funny, it goes from cartoon to live action. And they thought, oh, this is silly. This is for kids. But they actually thought that it was just perfect for what they needed. That's, That's so, so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you have adults that take the super stretch classes? Um, I've taught like family yoga classes. Okay. And, you know, if adult does it with a child. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, 
during the time of uh, when Corona started, I tried to um, record and I did record uh, 50 kids yoga play dates to help kids get through the tough times. Mm -hmm. And it teaches the kids how to tap into their superpowers of balance. Um, and I believe that it helped kids to respond wisely, you know, and to be resilient and to thrive. Um, I kind of felt like I was like, uh, self-empowerment, you know, think of a famous self-empowerment person. Cause I would start off with like a theme and a little bit of a story about like a character that was dealing with something or how I was feeling and then incorporate that through the class. And then we would breathe, stretch, and play. And after Shavasana, sit up and say, how do you feel now? <laughs> and I've heard adults doing that with their kids. So what is the like target age for this? So with the books and the coloring books and the flashcards um, that you can purchase off the website for Adventures of Super Stretch, the age range is about two to... Uh, about 10, you know, for the um, uh, playfulness of the flashcards. I truly believe, I mean, once uh, now that our world moves so fast and everything's online and you can go to a different state and they have the same shopping mall strip, you know, I mean, everything's pretty much becoming homogeneous. And I think that people are growing up faster than maybe we did as kids. And um, so uh, I think that about 10 years old, uh, kids can start practicing like a regular hatha or vinyasa class with their parents. Obviously, you're not going to do maybe all of the breathing exercises as a kid that an adult would do in a strenuous class. But I think that because we're growing up so fast, yeah, you can start sense. yoga at an earlier age. And mm -hmm. So you mentioned these 50 kid yoga play dates that you came up with when Corona all started. And now yeah. that we're sort of at the end of summer and by the time this episode airs, it's going to be fall and parents yeah. out there are worried like what's going to happen with school and are we going back, you know, hybrid, virtual, and at some point we may all be virtual. So, you know, again, there's probably going to be a little bit of that like, heightened sense of anxiety and stress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, I, I think these are great for parents out there, and we'll link everything in the show notes to have as resources, yeah. but what yeah. can parents and kids do together, you know, kind of getting back to like empowering your mind and your body, but just in this current environment in particular, and how can yoga and some of the things that you offer um, really help with that? And kids are likely going to be home a lot more too with their, yes. yeah. with their parents. Well, well I, I mean, structure. I am someone who uh, probably found, you know, yoga because I suffered from anxiety, you know, and so I'm only teaching things that I really needed to learn myself. And so, um, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm just an armchair therapist. You know, I'm, I, I, t I used to tell students when during tech classes, like, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV and I use my personal experiences to help other people ride the waves of life with grace and ease. Right. So 
all of the super stretch classes and all of the adult classes that I have, whether they're on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram TV, you know, um, I put everything out there, all the content out there because I wanted people to just take little glimmers of the practices and use what they need at that moment. So yes, we are all suffering from stress and anxiety. But the positive thing is that we have tools that can be done for one minute or an hour. It just depends on how much time you have. So back to the structure is I just think that we need to create structures, especially like with little kids, you know, like a to-do list. And they know like in the morning, we, we're going to do this. And then, you know, so we're going to start off with a little bit of movement and then we're going to have a glass of water and then we're going to, you know, use the bathroom and brush our teeth, you know, and then, so, I mean, you two are parents of beautiful children. So you, you know, those kind of systems that help to create structure is going to really help, especially when people are homeschooling. I think even teenagers need that structure, not just yes. the little kids. Like the teenagers yeah. almost need it more in some ways. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. I think that um, what I've noticed from my niece and nephews is that it's harder to um, instill things in them if it's not fun. So I've had to really find different ways to make it fun versus like, structure because <laughs> mm -hmm. if it's they're not as receptive to it yeah exactly so um pivoting a little bit i want to mm -hmm. talk a little bit about your design background and i know you're teaching at the u of m yeah how do you incorporate and, what uh, oh. at the u of m this semester and mcad Oh, and MCAD. Okay. Yeah. How do you incorporate the life lessons that you've learned, you know, throughout all of this training and experience that you've had into the coursework with your college students? It's, it's super funny. And I uh, just wrote a book that I'm trying to figure out how to get out there in the universe, how similar mindfulness practices, you know, mindful movement, breath work um, are, are, are to design because as a designer you have to be curious you have to live in a yes and world where like if you see a wall in front of you yes but you know like you can go around it you can go under it you can go through it if you had a magic tool right mm -hmm. um uh curiosity as a yogi we also want to be curious as a designer we want to be curious uh, always trying to learn new skills is another thing for a designer or a yogi, because if we get too comfortable in a situation, that's where we get stuck in a rut. And part of design is being innovative. And I mean, I could go on and on about this, but it's in, you know, teamwork. Teamwork is huge in design. Teamwork is also huge in the world because we don't live in a bubble. I mean, we've created bubbles with coronavirus right now, but, um, and this pandemic, but we don't live in a bubble 
the best way to thrive is through teamwork and community. And um, that's like that concept of Santosha and yoga. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, um, sorry, um, what's Santosha's happiness? Um, what is it where it's the community? Your uh, Sangha, right? Sangha and community is a huge part of yoga. And it's a huge part of like what you're creating with this podcast. So as designers, um, what I teach the kids is, is that if we work in an environment together, like a studio environment, it's just like being in an office where we cultivate ideas together. And if someone gets better in their drawing and you're posting them up on the wall every week, then the other people in the studio start getting better. So we all elevate each other if we work together. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's really um, beautiful. Those are great takeaways and then advice, right? And things to think about for everyone. Yeah. Um, all those, all the things you mentioned with curiosity and learning new skills, right? Being innovative. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that in yoga is practice, practice, practice and all is coming is a famous Patabi Joyce saying, right? But practice is progress. And in order to be a change agent or have a learn to live hashtag, um, you're always just um, ebbing and flowing. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I, um, love about the idea of hatha yoga or hatha yoga um is that it's literally says balance in it right ha and ta mm -hmm. right sun and moon it's not always one it's not always the other we're always in between sweet and sour good and bad strong and weak happy and miserable <laughs> you know but the challenge is, or the yoga, the harmonizing part of it, or what Marnie was saying before this started, like that bliss body feeling you get after the practice, that takes a lot of effort. Hatha yoga isn't like something that just magically happens. It's a daily habitual practice. And it's a way of experiencing things with no judgment. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think right so, now there's so much that's out of balance and like the judgment and all these things. Right. So like this, this conversation could not come honestly at a, at a more perfect time. Yeah. For the, so, for the I world. mean, I guess, yeah, totally. And, and I don't know if that was a good answer on how design and yeah. yoga are similar, but I feel that every human's responsibility to practice ahimsa, right? That in thought, in speech, and in action, the merits of everything we do benefit all beings. And ahimsa so is no harming for people that don't know what that means. Yeah. Sorry. No, I yeah. just wanted to clarify yeah. that because I think it's an important thing what you're saying and I want them to understand. Oh yeah, it totally is. Um, and it's funny because um, like, to me, the first principle or the first precept of yoga, which is ahimsa, the non-harming, is teaching ourselves how to be resilient and thrive. Because when you were waking up this morning, did you say something icky to yourself or something positive to yourself? You know, did you judge yourself or someone around you? 
because that's ahimsa. And so like, that's the practice. I'm not really teaching anything. I believe whether it's product design as an adjunct professor or as a yoga instructor and educator, I don't think I'm teaching anything different to either of those because all I'm teaching is that basic principle of the yogic philosophy of non-harming to thrive and to survive. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Such, such great insight and great work that you're doing. Um, pivoting a little bit again, we want to talk yeah. about the gorilla yogis and the community oh, yeah. that you built. There was this great little snippet on your website that we'll link up um, that shares more about this and has some fun interviews. Maybe if you could just talk a little bit about it. So the same thing about like the idea of Sangha, you know, that community, a big part of what I do and uh, like the app is free. <laughs> a lot of what I do is just to give back. Um, and so um, that idea of Sangha and community came up when Gorilla Yogis came about. Uh, it started in about 2014 and uh, some friends and I wanted to create uh, yoga out of captivity where you're roaming the urban jungle and um, doing good deeds, you know? do yoga, do good. And mm -hmm. each class, we were raising money for different organizations. So like Gorilla Yogis has a website. I haven't really done anything with it for a couple of years, but you could kind of see, we raised tons of money for different organizations. And as teachers, we didn't really take any money for ourselves. We just wanted to kind of break out of your normal yoga community because people can get into tiny little boxes. And we wanted to bring these disparate elements together and create a really fun environment where we could be goofy and do yoga in the grass or do yoga um, overlooking a sunrise on the Mississippi River through the Guthrie Theater or do yoga in a field uh, with able-bodied and disabled bodies um, and, and all practice as one and make yoga accessible. So the idea of it was not only to raise money and be a community, create a community, but the other idea was that it doesn't matter what you wear or what kind of yoga you practice, or um, if you can touch your toes, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, it was really about, um, look at how yoga isn't about the physical, it's about the, what you can do and how you can be a better human. So we became gorillas. So have you thought about bringing that back? Well, every win, well, so because of coronavirus, um, what I had done is a lot of people had shifted and moved on. And as you can tell, I have a lot of fires going. <laughs> so uh, I, couldn't do it all and what happened is a lot of studios and a lot of other yoga people were creating the same uh, started to do outdoor practices so it got diluted mm -hmm. and then we were doing it quarterly and then what happened is I merged with a organization that 
um, did yoga every Wednesday night out on 28th and Lake Street in Minneapolis, on, on uh, Lake of the Isles in Minneapolis. So we reserve um, from the city a plot of grass and meet every Wednesday night. Hmm. So like the upcoming two Wednesdays, I'm teaching two classes, but that because of coronavirus and because of the pandemic, we couldn't run classes in the beginning. And we just started running classes two weeks ago because the city approved for 30 people to be able to come. But, you know, there were people who were walking by who come and hang out and stuff. But um, I haven't found a way to bring Gorilla Yogis back um, without uh, getting, it doesn't have the same uh, effect. I don't know. It doesn't have the same vibe as it did when we started it because now there's so many people who have yoga out there on the street or studios who are doing events. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other voices. And so we feel really good that we um, were at the forefront of more things to bring community together. Yeah, which is great. And I love how you're just making it more accessible or yoga doesn't need to be, like you said, something that you have to do in a studio or pay a lot of money or wear certain clothes or be in certain shape or anything like that. Like throw all that, those stereotypes, if you will, out um, yeah. and make it more accessible. And then, you know, yeah. think about the yoga high that we talked about and just like what you do and the type of person you are when you leave the mat. Right. And how you take that out into the world, into your community. So it's right. it was awesome. And the Wednesdays at Lake of the Isles sound great. I mean, yeah, it's like Marnie, we need yeah, to do like, that. Yeah. Like you said, you know, people are doing outdoor yoga all over the city now, but I also think people are really wanting that. Like people are dying for that community. Mostly it can only be outdoors right now. So the more the better, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're animals like gorillas. We're social. Mm -hmm. We need our community in order to keep surviving. Right. So how do you handle stress and fear? Like, you know, during this time or just, you know, in any time in general? And do you have any tips for our listeners on what they can do to kind of ma manage their own stress? I do a lot of breathwork practice to help manage my stress. Um, it's funny, uh, once again, I'm not a therapist. I play one on TV, but, um, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is that for people who like, uh, are so disconnected, right? Because a lot of stress, it just disconnects your head from your heart. And what yoga does is it empowers your mind and body so that you can find connections from those disconnections. So one of the things I learned a long time ago was just to get outside and take a walk in nature and breathe and feel your feet on the ground. And for kids, sometimes maybe just going running or swimming, you know, something to get you into the rhythm of your heart to feel your pulse. Uh, there's quick little um, take five uh, yoga bites that you can do, whether it's like counting 
Um, I'm tracing my palm right now, but counting your breaths. Um, there's uh, so many different things that I don't know where to start. That's a great question. <laughs> uh, there, I don't have a simple answer. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing is, is to feel your feet on the ground, right? Yep. To just stop. So there's a pose for kids when, when one is stressed out, we only breathe 30% of the breathing capacity. And one of the big things about, um, prana or your life force energy in which is what prana is defined as in yoga. Um, one of the things when we're really stressed out is we're not breathing from our solar plexus. And it was called solar plexus for a reason. That's our sun center. That's our, you know, that's where all our power comes from. But if we're stressed out, we're only breathing that 30% of our breathing capacity. So how to get yourself to feel the breath from your belly a simple tool I have people do is I have them lay down and I have them put a heavy book on their tummy. And then I just let them feel the rise and fall of their belly. And all of a sudden they get out of those whirlwind of thoughts and they settle their nerves and they feel their center. Mm -hmm. In yoga tip. Yeah, uh, that, I mean, that, that, I guess, if you want one really simple thing, lay down, <laughs> put, a, put a book on your tummy, or I also mentioned like walking or running and feel your feet on the ground. In, in yoga, one of the reasons that Tadasana, mountain pose, is called Tadasana, because Tada is roughly, loosely de defined, the Sanskrit word, as I am here right? And like a magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat, if you're not breathing from your center and you're not feeling your feet on the ground and you're not feeling as strong as a mountain where nothing can erode you, right? Then you're not really present to life's experiences. So just standing in mountain pose and feeling yourself strong teaches you that your hands are your feet and your feet are your hands and the center of your universe stems from that deep diaphragmatic breath. That's, yeah, that's so powerful. And I don't think a lot of people fully appreciate what just the deep, full deep belly breaths and standing there. There's even people that talk about, um, you know, just walking, walking on the grass without shoes on, right? Grounding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and the impact that that can have. And all mm -hmm. this is available to everyone, right? It's free. Exactly. You can do it anywhere, anytime. Um, maybe the walking outside part in Minnesota, not in the winter, but other than that, you know, yeah. those are great yeah. tips. It's funny how all these good vibes uh, are free and they're right underneath your nose, right? Because it's your breath, but we don't seem to go there we seem to grasp outside of things to find the tools that are already within ourselves. But if we stop grasping and clinging, right, and we just let go, 
that's where the magic happens. That's beautiful. Huh? I don't know. I tell people this funny story and no one can see me right now, but take something next to you and grab onto it with your hands. Oh my gosh, you did it so well. Now grab <laughs> onto that same object <clears throat> with your foot. Oh my gosh, my foot can grab onto it. Now grab onto that object with your mind and see it, right? Okay. Now let go of what's in your hand and your foot, but you try and let go of what's in your mind and it doesn't want to let go. And so the entire skill of yoga is to teach you how to let go in your mind so that you can listen to your heart. And it's so interesting because you, you describe that so simply, but it really takes years of practice <laughs> to put that I'm, into place. <laughs> right. And that's the funny thing is that it's a daily practice. I mean, I'm still teaching myself every day. I'm still learning. Yep. And that's, and so that's I mean, you want to still be learning, right? I mean, that's, we're never mm -hmm. going to be done learning. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that gets to what you're talking about earlier, right? And curiosity. Curiosity. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I love, I don't think I've ever heard anyone so eloquently state that, you know, like letting go of your mind so you can listen to your heart. I love that. Um, so, it's the mind that Fs us up. How can we unclutter it? Right? How, can we, how can we unclutter it? Like, you know, like as a teacher, you'll say like, oh, leave your jacket at the door and come in with no judgments mm -hmm. or unpack your suitcase. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, and I'm married to someone who is very much focused on his mind and not as much the heart. So it's like, it's just interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jessica, as we start to wrap up this um, amazing conversation, where we want to make sure that our listeners can find you and we'll link up in the show notes, but can you just um, let us know where people can find you? You've got a lot of, like you said, a lot of things going on. So I know you have lots of different websites and Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. I have a home web page website for Jess Rosenberg and then adventuresofsuperstretch.com. And then they have links to all the other things. I also have Instagram for Superstretch and I have Instagram for Jess Rosenberg organizations and businesses that want to uh, learn more. There's a great platform that I'm on or a couple of them that I'll name. One is called The Big No, and they have a platform called Being, B-E-I-N-G. And it has some amazing people. Uh, Dan Butner from the Blue Zones, Chris Farrell, um, uh, uh, my friend Pilar just recorded some stuff. Um, there's amazing people who uh, are on this platform, and so I'm honored to be on that. Um, Insight Timer is a free meditation app. I have tons of free meditations, and I also have um, uh, paid course content. Um, what's interesting is you asked me, how do you de-stress? Another way, if it's not breath work, or doing a couple sun salutations or standing in mountain pose and breathing. I love putting my tush to the cush and um, doing a meditation. 
So Insight Timer, for those of you who've never used it before, please follow the adventures of Superstretch and use our free content, but also use this incredible app. Um, it is the top mindfulness app, but they don't throw a lot of money uh, to do marketing. It's more about what the content is. And right now during this time of um, unrest, they're doing some incredible live events like Dalai Lama was just on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm super excited because uh, cool. I've never heard of this app. Oh, it's I, I like it. I've never heard of it. So as soon as we're done, I'm downloading it. Yes. <laughs> Insight timer. It's in, it's incredible. And there are so many um, really bright spirits on there. I mean, hmm. you can put your podcast on there. Yeah, you know, I feel like I, ha I have heard of it, but I don't know that I yeah. have done much with it. So that's awesome. So, and as we just wrap up here, one last question we'd like to ask all our guests is, what does the art of living well mean to you? Mm, that's great. Uh, I think I had mentioned this before that I love the title of your podcast, The Art of Living Well. Um, to me, uh life is an art like yoga and to live well is a challenging thing uh yoga as i had mentioned a little bit before is the art and the science of the mind body connection yoga is skill in action and it's a habitual daily practice uh we are and the world is constantly changing and evolving so i guess that to me live well is how you would greet and experience life um, live well is how you work daily to balance out your strengths and your weaknesses how you listen with an open heart and no judgment and i hope that i meet life's experience and that i practice the art of living well with kindness and that in thought and deed and action everything that I do uh, can be of benefit to all beings so that we can love more and stress less. That is beautiful. Um, what you said and just your, your overall, you know, how you want to live life and how you want to share and help others, right? Live happier and, and stress, less stressful lives, which I think is, um just so important right now all, all the time but especially especially right now and i love the love more stress less like mm -hmm. simple and to the point yes that's how i end my yoga classes so i know when to edit out because i always you know on the zoom i always forget and then we have like my students i'll have talk for like a half hour after so i i um love more and stress less yep that's great Great way to end this. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, offering me the opportunity to share how I like to teach people how to be resilient and thrive. And thank you so much for all you're doing in this community that you're creating and all the goodness that you're sharing from your passions. And thanks for coming on the show. We've loved having you. Yes, we both, we both learned a lot. So we will, 
Make sure we link up everything in the show notes so that people can follow you and start incorporating some of these practices that we talked about and all the great tips and insight that you shared. We really appreciate it. Okay. Now have a great rest of the day. Great. Thanks, Jessica. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.